We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. My name is Jari Bolander. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. On this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into the traits, values, beliefs, and skills of all sorts of entrepreneurs to learn how to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient world. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. As always, stay tuned to the end of the interview, where I'll give you some actionable insights that I learned from my guests. These insights are also in the show notes at theentrepreneurethos.com, where you can find all of the episode show notes. As always, thanks for listening. Now, on to my guests for today, Patrick Frank and George Cram, co-founders of a new digital health solution called Patient Partner. Patrick and George have been friends since second grade. They pursued separate careers but came together to start Patient Partner. George had a successful career as a medical device representative, and Patrick had worked in a variety of industries developing consumer technologies. After seeing a patient struggle with questions and concerns before an operation, then seeing how a post-operative patient was afterwards, George suggested putting them together so the more experienced patient could offer advice and insights to the less experienced one. He went to Patrick and asked how they might implement a system where patients can be matched up with mentors to help them through their procedures. That's how Patient Partner was born. Patient Partner matches up patients with mentors and physicians in their area and also helps them determine insurance coverage. While it has not been around very long, the two friends are finding much interest in the platform with patients frequently coming back to volunteer as mentors. They also saw firsthand with a family member how well the program worked. George and Patrick credit their successful working relationship to a long history with each other, knowing each other's styles and attitudes, and trusting that the other one won't give up. These qualities, more than anything else, they believe, help them to continue to run and grow their business together. Now, let's get better together. George Cram and Patrick Frank, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks hey, so yeah. much for having us. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, well, this is great. Like, you're the third or fourth duo that I've actually interviewed. And you guys are actually co-located in the same spot, which is even better because usually it's like Zoom, <laughs> Zoomy. Right. 
Um, and you guys are the co-founders of this wonderful uh, company called Patient Partner, uh, which we're going to talk a lot about because as everyone knows, it listens to this show. One, I used to be in the digital health space and two, you know, my late wife, Jane, you know, had to deal with leukemia and all that sort of stuff. So I'm intimately familiar with the healthcare system, quote unquote, which I like to call the organs of healthcare that need to be constantly fed, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right, which is nutty. Um, but before we talk about patient partner and kind of all that sort of stuff, as I always like to say, I'd love to hear how you guys got to do what you're doing today. And since there's two of you, we are going to start with George first, who on who you guys can't see is on my left. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, got it. Um, yeah, no, uh, happy to share. And you know, the journey to get where I am today is is um, kind of interesting. I I started my career in in the medical space. I, I was a med device rep, and for for those who don't actually know what med device reps do. I basically worked in the operating room for my entire career. I was helping out physicians, making sure the cases were going smoothly, giving advice on, on implantation of products, um, et cetera. I ended up creating great relationships with a lot of the physicians that I worked with to the point where they'd invite me back into clinic. And, and I remember this one clinic day vividly where we were seeing a preoperative patient and a post-operative patient. And we go into the pre-operative patient's room and we're talking to them. And it was something that very similar to a lot of patients' experience. It, they, he, this patient was quiet, didn't ask a lot of questions, was very unsure if this was the right thing for him. And was just really like, he almost looked like he was hoping that the doctor or myself would provide some sort of clarity. And we ended up leaving that room with the patient still just unsure about whether or not they want to make this leap of faith into the surgical um, theater. And then we go into the next room of a, of a patient, you know, post-operatively, completely different story. I mean, we opened the door and this patient was rattling off questions. You know, I'm at this degree of flexion. I want to get to here. I'm only climbing, you know, three flights of stairs. I want to climb 10. And this light bulb moment came to me when, when I was talking to this, this post-op patient, I, I like nudged the doctor. I'm like, Hey, why don't we connect these two people? They, they, from a demographic standpoint, roughly the same age, trying to get into the same activity. Um, and, and we did, and we connected these two people. They ended up taking a room, spending 30, 45 minutes in there. And they came out and the post-op patient, I, I'll never forget this, came to the doctor and said, Dr. Wilson, I'm so thankful that you connected me with Brad, whatever the patient's name was. I was able to ask him questions that I was not only afraid to ask you, but I didn't feel like you knew the answers to because it was about what the journey looks like. Oh, yeah. Good point. Wow. And, yeah. And, and, and that was that was the first ever patient partner connection. Wow. That made. And that was like a... a moment for me where I go, this needs to be normalized. Right. Right. This needs to be a normal thing in healthcare. And and I remember, and this is kind of like, like Pat will share, I literally got into the car and I called Patrick. Yep. And, and George and I, you know, have have been close friends and actually we are next door neighbors all the way since we were, we were kids. I mean, we've known each other since second grade. Wow. So it's, it's been quite the journey and, and radically different paths, um, you know, from a career perspective, you know, George, as he mentioned, you know, being in healthcare and the medical device space, um, my pathway has always been in consumer technology. 
And it's been across a, a wide array of different industries. So ranging all the way from law to retail banking to real estate, um, you know, I kind of coined it as like legacy industries, right? These industries mm. that have fallen behind in, in technology adoption. And of course, now ending up in healthcare, which is probably the most infamous of all these industries. Uh, yeah, I think the only one that rivals it is industrial controls. I mean, because the only reason is I work with this one company that's trying to make open process automation a reality. And when they talk about this stuff, I'm like, you mean like a factory, like a oil factory or a platform or refinery? So, oh, yeah. Yeah, th- th- you would be scared to death if you understood the kind of technology they use in there. And I'm like, hey, don't tell me. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> hey, to get to, to, on that note, it's like you go into a doctor's office and you just hear these machines like beeping. And I'm like, what is, oh, that's our fax machine. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 And, and we're just like the classic notion of you go to a doctor's office and you're still filling things out on paper, right? And oh, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Or, and, and it's just, there's no doubt about from the from whether you are a large company within the industry or you're just a single practice that it's it's data, and yeah. and it's it is one of those moments where George came to me and at the time I was at a a, a real estate tech company called Compass and you know so much about what they were doing was is you know integrating technology into real estate not only just for you know first time home buyers but also for brokers um, and they were creating a platform where both of them could meet together. Right. Uh, and and really guide you know these home buyers through their 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 home buying experience. And and when George, you know, came to me with this idea, he came over the house and we had again referencing back, we had this seven by ten whiteboard at our house that we've had since we were kids. We started drawing out all you know, all the different ideas behind what this could be. And and as we started drawing, you know, he started explaining to me how what a patient's journey like, what it, what it, a patient's journey is like, and what how a physician's practice operates. I started drawing all of these correlations between, you know, the journey of, you know, first-time home buyers to home buyer in general and, and how a brokerage operates. And it, it was kind of that second light bulb moment where I realized it's like, you know, hey, all of what we're talking about has already happened in other industries. Yeah. But it has happened in healthcare. And at the end of the day, you know, what we are doing for healthcare is we are creating, you know, this accessibility to care and bringing together what is happening everywhere else. These conversations that are happening with neighbors, with family, with with friends around, you know, one's own personal health. But we're putting it all into one single place and creating that access to that network for the millions of patients who don't have it. Yeah, and that's you know what what patient partner truly is. It's it's bringing forward consumer technology, empowering consumers in this case patients, and integrating that and normalizing it in the healthcare industry. Wow, wow! Well, no, that's great. <laughs> a lot of inspiration there. Well, it's so interesting that you guys have known each other since second grade, and like, I there's some you know people that I've known that long, but never, I don't think I'd ever do business with them, honestly, <laughs> just because we have different, different, you know, attitudes about things. But I really love the comment about the patient saying, I don't think the doctor could answer the questions I have because they're not on my journey, which just makes a ton of sense because, you know, anyone that's ever been to a doctor, obviously everyone listening, um, 
you know, they're great and all, and you get good ones and bad ones, but they're not, they're not feeling what you're feeling. They're not living your experiences. Your lived experience, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And I remember we were talking a little bit before when, when Jane got diagnosed with leukemia, um, she got connected with the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, which funnily enough, you know, a decade before I'd raised money for doing triathlons and stuff, which was pretty fun. I never knew at the time I was literally, you know, Oh, one day, you know, we're actually going to use this. And she got a mentor, a, a mentor that had had the same kind of cancer. She had acute myeloid leukemia, same around the same age, had gone through the journey and the comfort that she got from being able to ask questions from someone that had experienced what she's about to experience. Cause this was like, she hadn't done chemo yet mm. and it was really scary. I mean, it was scary for me and I wasn't going through it. It was really scary for her because it's a completely like you have no context. You have no frame of reference. You have what am I, I mean, you can read all you want on WebMD and the internet, which I highly recommend no one do because it's awful because everything is like doom and gloom, doom and gloom. Ah, you know, um, but this idea of like a peer mentor is, I mean, even in entrepreneurship, I mean, the reason I do this show is the sort of a peer mentorship. Hey, these are some people that are doing some things you may be interested in. Like they're maybe a little ahead of you. Like this is what it is. How has the power of this idea been a kind of, how has it been rolled out? How are you guys kind of getting traction on it? Because boy, I think it's bigger than just surgery <laughs> to be honest but you know what do i know <laughs> so, uh, this is such a funny question because you know when we when we launched patient partner we launched it in in what i knew which was orthopedics right right and, oh, orthopedics okay yeah and it was one of those things where people ended up calling us they're like i see what you're doing in orthopedics i want you to do this in bariatrics. I want you to do this in fertility. I want you to do this in, you know, all of these different, and it's, and it's one of these like things that we learned as, as entrepreneurs with this business. It's like, holy, holy crap. Like this, 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 like this business of just connecting people in healthcare is much bigger than surgery. Like every walk of healthcare is emotional and there's a oh, lot yeah. of unknowns. And everybody is in, is in demand for a mentor to really kind of help guide them and understand what it looks like. And so the demand has been coming to us. The people have been calling us say, Hey, I want you to do this in oncology. I want you to do this. In, in, and it's like infertility. I want you to do this. You know, it could be from elective surgery to the most complex, uh, you know, complex treatments and it's across the board. Mm -hmm. I and mean, it is just such a, a it, such an important thing to know that every single one of these journeys is personalized. And everybody thinks it's the most important thing happening in their life. And that's why it's, it's such a necessity. And, and the thing on top of that, too, is the mentors. I mean, talk about the, one of the most genuine acts yeah. you can do, to, to do with somebody is, is yeah. sharing your experience and provide clarity, motivation, inspiration for somebody who's about to go through this. And I, we, I mean, we say it every day here when a company who's like, if it wasn't for our mentors, our business wouldn't be where it's at today. Yep. These are the people that dedicate all of this time to help the next generation of patients. And it, it's, it's inspiring for Patrick and I, and it's inspiring for our team. And it's just showing that there, 
there is still good people out there who are altruistic and wanting to give back. And this, this company, this company thrives on altruism. Like that's, yeah. that's how we certainly right? sounds that way. Some great people. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I, I have always had the philosophy that if you, if you've battled the dragon and return with the gold, you should tell your story. That's, that's why I do this podcast. That's why I'm actually writing a memoir about Jane and I's journey through her, her illness and, and death. Um, and it was fascinating what you, what you mentioned about, you know, these mentors and like sharing your story. I remember Jane had to get a bone marrow transplant and bone marrow transplants for leukemia. She was Asian. So there's not a lot of donors in the registry that are of Asian heritage. Uh, so we had to do these bone marrow drives, which I don't know if anyone knows about these, but like sign people up so they can take a blood test, you know, whatever. Um, and it was, I don't remember the name of the organization. It was like an Asian American blood donor thing. And they came and did a video. Like they came to our apartment and did a video of Jane and I talking about the journey, right? Because they wanted to share the video. It's still on YouTube, actually. They wanted to share the video and because they wanted, one, they wanted people to, to, to get on the registry, but two, they, they kind of wanted to have, hey, this is what it's like. This is what it feels like, especially both the partner and the person you know, that was suffering from it. And I just remember when I would go help people, you know, like register them and you'd see all these people that had survived, you know, had their transplant and just the kindness, you know, like you could see it in their eyes that they were just thankful that someone sometimes a complete random stranger donated their bone marrow so they could survive. Yep. And we never found a donor for her. It turned out her brother was a half match. So they, they did that. But I just remember the, the, the feeling that was the first time I didn't feel so alone in the world when it came to all this, because there were people out there that cared enough to not only sign up, but also share with their family and friends. And, and I'm curious during, you know, like what you guys do, how do you actually recruit these mentors? I mean, you sort of got this two-sided marketplace kind of thing, roughly, right? You've got the mentors and you've got the patients and those, that can be a little bit tricky. So yeah, can you kind of explain a little bit of that? Because I think for other entrepreneurs that are trying to do something similar, I mean, the parallels are pretty interesting. Like you use the example of real estate. You're like, well, this is just real estate <laughs> for patients. You're like, ding, ding, ding. So there's common themes. And I, I'm just curious how that how that worked out for you guys. And noted much more complex than, than real estate. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it's much more. I, okay, uh, I'm not going to minimize it. And operationally, but in, in not to make things even more complex on top of all that, we're actually a three-sided platform. Oh, okay. Um, so we're not just a dual platform because we incorporate the patients who are seeking, um, who are seeking care. We incorporate the patient mentors who are providing and sharing their stories. And we also provide the accessibility to the top vetted physicians in, in that geographical area. Hmm. It's really all parties in, in healthcare cultivating in one single place. And, and that's kind of like, if you go back to the, think back to the story I shared earlier, this is very similar to what, what our business is today, where, you know, the physicians we work with, they nominate some of their past patients to become mentors. Oh, and, interesting. 
and so those are the mentors who, and there's an onboarding process and a vetting process that we do internally to make sure that mentors are, are there for the right reasons. Um, and, and those are the mentors that are on platform. In addition to that, it's been very eye-opening to see how many people come out of the woodworks and raise their hand, you know, not, 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 not nominated by a physician saying, Hey, I, I had X, Y, and Z procedure. I want to give back and I want to share. So we've had, we've had mentors come from physicians and we've had mentors just come by themselves. And, and, you know, if they go through the vetting process, they go through all the onboarding, they become uh, a verified mentor on the platform and then they can start engaging. So that's where we get the supply of mentors. Wow. Do you also have mentors for the loved ones? So as of today, we do not, but I think that's a, a very interesting thought to know that, you know, like you were, you know, you were mentioning is that it's a very isolated world when you're the one who is being the caretaker and, you know, to understand how to do that. I mean, that is, that is critical, not only for the one that you are taking care of, but it's for yourself, for your own, you know, emotional well-being, and, and knowing that, Hey, like, you're thinking, I want to do as much as I possibly can. And you're just wondering, is there a way I could do more? What should I, you know, what should I expect or prepare for it? How to prepare for it? I mean, that's a, that's a very interesting idea and something that I think, you know, we definitely have to have in the back of our minds and, or, and somehow think about how we can incorporate that into the platform we're building. Yeah. So I interviewed uh, Candace Smith. Um, I know her from Founders Network. I interviewed her about a year ago. She runs a company called Caregiven which is caregivers for like elderly, older patients primarily, but then also with life-threatening diseases. Like her, her platform is all about how to manage the process typically for life-threatening illness, illnesses that where eventually they're going to die. Um, and I remember her, she, she had an experience because of her dad, her dad had, I don't remember exactly what her dad had, but it was, she had to take care of him. And then eventually he, he died. Um, and she was so super, super frustrated with the medical community, with the resources, with the challenges and struggles of like, what the hell am I supposed to do about blah, or even to a certain degree, capturing some of those stories of, you know, the past. And again, for mo- she, she, you know, for older folk, right for, for like when I, what I went through, there was really no help. Right. I mean, that's one of the reasons I was so fascinated with caregiving. I'm like, wow, I really could use this <laughs> when I'm like managing this, you know, shit show for, I mean, which is a mild way to put it. Right. Um, but I can imagine there's various levels of this. Um, but I find it really interesting because the, the burden on the caregiver because like no one cared about how I was doing. I mean, they asked, right? But no one cared really. They cared about how Jane was doing well, for, for good reason, right? Like, oh, you know, but to have that mentor that had gone through that is again, I think a good thing. And, and, what, and the reason I'm bringing this all up is because what I really find just absolutely awesome about what you guys have come up with, your thought process, your, you know, you exist because of altruism, which was a great line. It's like, yeah, people like, I think generally people want to help each other. Yep. And sometimes they don't know how. Um, yeah. That, no, that's a great statement. Yeah. And so as part of this, do you guys also provide like, I don't know, for certain surgeries, like, hey, you know, 
these are some things that work or is it literally up to the mentor or are there some like, cause you have doctors on the platform. Could there be some best practices on PT on getting better? Cause uh, as an example, leukemia and lymphoma society had this list of like, this will help you get better exercise, eat. And like, there was a whole, like we yeah. found that da, da, da. And I'm just curious if like, you're going to evolve into that, which I know is care could be considered care, but if you've got doctors, seems like a very powerful thing to get people healthy quicker and to, cause to make them feel better about the process. Yeah. And, and that's, that is truly the mission. And in, in what we do is, is, is on the lines of like so many patients feel confused and lost in the process. And our goal is to make it not confusing and easy. And it's like, come to, you know, when they come to our platform, we are able to give them support from um, an emotional side with a mentor given support from an actual, you know, medical side by connecting with a trusted doctor. We work with their insurance companies to make sure that their insurance is matching all, everything. So it's not like they're going to be wasting time with, with, with whatever journey they go down. And how can we help patients wherever they are in the process? Like we've had patients come to us on recovery. We've had patients come to us saying, I don't even know how I'm going to explore this idea. And we've had patients come all, all in, the, in the middle. And it's, and it's our mission to make sure that we can give patients wherever they are in the journey an opportunity to utilize what we do and to really help aid in holding their hand down this road. And, and absolutely, from a PT standpoint, all the way to just like, I just want to talk to somebody. And, and we do all of that. And that is our mission. Oh, you're, you're muted. Sorry, I didn't like <laughs> make sure you guys uh, could hear, could uh, say everything. Um, that's just really cool. I mean, I work with this company now. They're a medical device company. They do therapy, daytime therapy for obstructive sleep apnea. Hmm. I suffer from obstructive sleep apnea, which is a horrible thing, right? Oh, well, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, it's not horrible, but it's certainly like, awkward. Right. Um, and part of the challenge of someone like someone who has sleep apnea, they usually snore. And if you have a partner, the snoring keeps them up spousal, you know, like it, yeah. it can get bad quick. And if you don't treat it, you get bad health outcomes. It's not like a one and done kind of thing. It's sort of more like an ongoing thing. Right. Um, and I wonder if, do you think that this model is going to be more and more adopted by the healthcare profession? Just, just, and I think the reason I asked that is because there's so much information out there. I mean, no matter, even if they don't want to come into the digital age, you're, you're done. You have to, because it's so many things out there. I wonder what are your thoughts on that? Like, is this a new way to do healthcare? You think? Yes. Uh, I, without question. 100%. <laughs> oh, resounding yes. I got it. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you have to like think about think about it, right? At the end of the day, like our goal is to create this new step in, in the healthcare journey, but it's even more than that, which in the sense where it's like, is this a new way to do healthcare? Well, yes, it's, it's, it's creating a personalized experience for every single patient. I mean, there is no party in healthcare that doesn't want to do that or doesn't want that. And so, you know, for us, it's a, if we can be the platform that the healthcare, the healthcare industry is utilizing to create that, 
right? Because they don't have the bandwidth, they don't have the time, they don't have the resources. They, they you know, if we think about they, it, physicians, uh, they, they don't have the operate. disposition either. <laughs> it's logistical, it's a logistical, it's logistically extraordinarily complicated. Yeah. Yeah. But but at the same time, in order to get the best results in healthcare, you need physicians doing what they do best and focused on that. You need every party so critically focused on what they do best that they should not be spread thin because then the patient will not have a great experience. Mm. Our job is to be the best at providing that personalized experience and creating that, that journey for a patient and providing them that resource, right? Mm. Like, that's what we need to be the best at in order for the healthcare industry to say, wow, like this is something that we've always wanted. We, we, and this is something that we want to give to our patients and you guys are the ones to do it. Like that is, that is, that is the, the road we're headed on. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys measured like outcomes to see if it's a better outcome with this sort of peer mentorship as opposed to not peer mentorship? Because my gut says the outcomes will be better. The the outcomes that we are seeing is, is actually pretty amazing. And it's, and it's proven so in the sense of we've had patients come to us prior to surgery get connected with the mentor, go through the journey. And we've had so many patients come back to us and say, I want to be a mentor for somebody else. Oh, I want to be the gym for me. Mm. And I want to do that for somebody. Mm -hmm. And the outcomes that we're collecting right now, I mean, granted it's, it's small scale. We don't have statistical significance at this point yet, but it's incredibly encouraging to see the, the never ending cycle of people going through the flow and then coming back to us. We don't go to them. They come to us saying, Mm -hmm. Hey, I want to be a mentor. Now I walked, I went through the journey. I went down the road. I want to be that, that person of inspiration for the next, for the next, for the next round. Yeah. And, and that is a huge light for us saying what we are doing is not only valuable, but it's driving an impact. And I think that's where, where we're headed. And, and I'm really excited for the data that we are gathering right now. It's small, but, but as we continue to build, it's going to get much larger. And I think it's going to show a very, very significant. It's going to show a promising future for yeah. healthcare. I think it will. Yeah. Yeah. Because I got to believe that, again, anecdotally, I know that when you have people that care about you and they're looking out for your best interests, you get better quicker, for lack of a better term. I can't scientifically prove that, but I'm sure somewhere it's scientifically proven. At least you feel better about what's going on. Um, I know when, you know, a lot of times in the medical industry, like if you're going through something catastrophic or life-threatening, they, they assign you a social worker yep. because doctors, yeah, doctors, right? <laughs> you focus on getting me better. A social worker will focus on me not jumping off a cliff. Um, and, but even then, like the bandwidth on those types of folks is so limited and not necessarily the journey that you're on. Like they can tell you, okay, you know, they assess you. Like if you have a life-threatening disease, they assess you. Are you competent? Are you mentally prepared for what's about to happen? Mm-hmm. And they'll like make a judgment call. Yes, no, you know, oh, no, you can handle it. And yes, you can, right? And they also interview the family. But that's a procedural issue to sort of like make sure they're covered as opposed to, hi, my name is Jim. I've had acute myeloid leukemia. 
I've had a bone marrow transplant. I'm here to help you with any questions you may have because I've walked in your shoes mm-hmm. and I know how scary this is. And believe you me, you know, this is the reason why I'm writing the book, like about for men that have lost their wives, the same thing. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I know how shitty this is. Yeah, I've lived it. And yeah, you may feel really angry. These are the things, right? I mean, that's why I'm one of these grief coaches for one of these one of these things where that lived experience, that person that you know, when you look in their eye, knows what you're feeling is just so important. And, and I hope, again, I hope this goes beyond just what you're doing because this is a really good first step beachhead model for better healthcare, better communities, a better society, because that's what we miss. Yep. Missing. Like, yeah, well, got it's, my it's back. Missing in the most important industry. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the, yeah, hundred percent. Like the one place that you want someone to be like, I got your back and I've been through it is when you're like, <laughs> staring it in the face, right? It's like, Especially your health. It's fascinating to see that these types of you know improvements in consumer, like I said, consumer technology have happened in things like, oh, you know, what restaurant am I going to? Not what what healthcare journey am I about to head down? Yeah. Right? Like isn't that like kind of a little more important on the healthcare journey? (laughs) Yeah. There's more, there's more navigation and clarity on which photo you're gonna upload to Instagram than there is. There is more. That's actually such a. Where do I go? I didn't even think about that. There there is. There's all this information about what time is the best to post and like what day and all like the instructional guide to becoming an influencer, but not the instructional guide to becoming a care tech, a caretaker, or to go through a healthcare journey. Or like, or the, or like a dating app, right? Where here's the thing on how to like that's all dialed in, but oh, I've got cancer, I've got prostate cancer, I've got leukemia, or I got to get my knee replaced. Yeah. Uh, I have to search the internet and the internet's not a good place for this at all. (laughs) Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but the the good news, right? The good news is creative people like you guys, right. Who've known each other forever. Your co-founders in this company, like clearly love working together, figured it out, realized, oh, well, you know what? If no, if not me, then who, right? Like who's going to do this? Well, we're going to do this. Right. And so I have some you know, I'm, I'm optimistic, right? I mean, that's why reason I got into digital health yeah. was I want to help people. Like I, I could, any, the three of us could go off and do any kind of bro appy, whatever thing in the world, right? It doesn't make much difference in the world, but when you focus on making difference in the world and make money at it too, we all want to make money. It's not, that's not a bad thing. This is what comes out. It's this why it's like, this is in my heart. Like I want to do this because I feel it here, like in my heart. Mm-hmm. And that is unstoppable. That transcends fame, fortune, prestige, money. That's the reason why you guys pull the doors off and paint them yourselves as opposed to hiring someone, which is a side joke. It's a really funny. Well, we'll put that in the show notes, maybe. But (laughs) that, right, that is what people really need to understand. And I'm so curious how you reconcile that internal why. We heard a little bit about it from, from, from you, George, about how you're in the ER and you're seeing this. And of course, for you, with you, Patrick, 
But how do you reconfirm that why, that, that, that thing right here? You know that lump in your throat sometimes when you like, gosh. Yeah, uh, I, I could answer this. I mean, uh, Pat's answer might be different, but, but um, you know, when we started this, it was based off of a theory that, you know, I mean, you saw, I saw one connection in the wild. It was great. But at this point, it was just a theory. And since then, we've able to kind of see how people come to us, mm-hmm. what they're what they're looking for as far as where they are on the journey. Why, why did they come to patient partner? What are their questions? And it reinforces everything of what we're doing everything that what we do, the questions that patients come and asking are, I mean, everything from, I'm afraid to talk to my spouse about this procedure. How do oh, I do that? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that, that's a heavy question. Yep. Is. And, and it's things of that nature and of that magnitude. And it, it's, it's one of those things we see these messages every day and we as a company go, this is why we did this is because if it wasn't for us, these people would have no other place to go. Mm-hmm. And that is what puts chills in my in my spine and, and everybody in this company. And the reason why they show up to work and the reason why they do what they do is because they know and they and it's very clear, we see it all on like what exactly patients are wanting, where are they where are they looking for care? And it's it's a beautiful thing to see a mentor step up and, and, and be able to make that connection and make that, you know, almost like that friendship and that bond. And that, that to me is the most genuine thing that I think humanity can, can do is somebody is in need of, and, and, and some it's for something. And somebody comes in and says, Hey, I know exactly where you are. And I want to help you. And that, that to me is the reason why I come to work and I, and I put on all the hours. And it's, it's worth it for me. Yep. I I literally don't think I could have said that better. I echo every, every inch of it. I think it's when you also have a personal experience. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, yeah, to add on to it, I mean, it was one of those things where cataclysmic at the same exact time that we were initially starting this company, you know, my, my mother was going through her own healthcare journey and she needed this. And it's funny. We, we initially launched it in orthopedics. And she was good. She was needing a knee replacement. She couldn't get upstairs. She needed to be driven places. I mean, it was, it was, you know, across the board, you know, she was immobile. Right. And she had no idea what to expect. She was actually still saying like, Hey, I don't want to get this. She was scared. She didn't want to go through the, the actual procedure. She didn't know what it was going to be like afterwards. Right. And she actually, you know, she connected with one of our patient partners, uh, our patient mentors. And, you know, they had an amazing experience. They actually met in person and it was, it was it was like, like literally it felt like almost like her neighbor. And what ended up happening was, is not only did my mom, you know, sign up to, to get her surgery, she ended up getting it. And on the day she, she got rolled into the operating room, her patient mentor was actually her operating room nurse. So wow. she came there and she looks up and she's like, wait a minute. Wow. And so they had this unbelievable moment where it was like literally from start to finish, they were there together. And I mean, they're still friends. So you look at that and it's like, that is a journey. Right. And now my mother's on the platform being a patient, a mentor. I mean, it's like kind of that, like, like, that's like the most like unbelievable journey and like having a platform, being a part of that and like actually be like 
being the ones behind the company that helped her get the care that she needed and helped her through a journey. And that's unreal. Like it's a very like unbelievable experience to, to go through, especially for, for, you know, your mother right together. So, yeah. 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 I mean, my, my grandmother had both her knees replaced. This was a long time ago and yeah, not, your platform didn't exist then, but uh, you know, yeah, the question that if, and then you, you, you know, the other thing you brought up was about how to talk to your spouse or your partner about the fears of this or, and this, this I can especially see with these sort of complex things or these things that may go wrong or like, there's, there's a bit like, I remember the, did be the bone marrow transplant discussion. Um, and it was clearly that she had to have it. And it was just a question of which kind. Um, and you know, these are life and death decisions. Not yeah. most, most of these kind of elective surgeries aren't, but there may be some that's like quality of life or, Hey, I want to, you know, on, and I remember the, I remember after that, one of the, one of these um, social workers, when we were talking about, you know, if she may die, like what, what would happen? Right. And there was no way that we could have sorted this out, you know, without some third party coaching us through what these yeah. emotions felt like. Right. Only imagine. Yeah. And, and, and I think this mentor thing again, is this, see, clearly if you've gone through it before, then you've got some empathy and some compassion for the person. Like if you're a doctor, you have compassion. I get it. Right. You know, doctors, they, you know, they're great. They do a lot of good work, but it's nothing like experiencing it. There's just, there's just something about that. <laughs> yeah. Most of the doctors haven't been down the road. Yeah, they're the ones that operate on it. They haven't experienced it themselves. Right, right. It's a rare, it's a rare ones that have. Oh yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And we have a couple in our in on our platform that have actually been. Oh, cool. I love those stories, which I think are, that's awesome. Very unique, without a doubt. So how how is it being co-founders together? I mean, you guys have known each other for a long time, so I guess it was pretty easy. But a lot, a lot of times, people are trying to find a co-founder and all the time, like. I, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, we get asked the questions like, how, how do you start a company with your friend? Or like, how do you go to business? And everyone has all these war stories, right? Like that's all we ever hear. And we're sitting over here just like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I feel like, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm go- like, I'm, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like we're like going to hang out. Yeah. But obviously it's, it's like with a, with a ton of work. <laughs> the way, the way I see it and the reason why I, I couldn't imagine, you know, partnering up with anybody else is because we've lived our entire lives side by side. We've been through the shit together, gotten in a lot of trouble together. We've done mm-hmm. a lot of great things together. Gotten out of a lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. remember that. <laughs> That's important. I've seen Patrick at his worst. I've seen him at his best. I 100% know what to expect. Yeah. And I've seen, and that, that's just from like a personal side. From a, from a professional side, I know exactly the level of, in which he operates. And we are completely, we beat, we're on the same drum beat. And it, people don't think about that before entering into business. Like they don't think about, they're like, oh, like you, you complement my skill set well. Like that tends to be what we see is like, oh, that's your co-founder. You complement my skill set well. And we have a diversified skill set so we can go forth and create this. Like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works, right? Like 
you are going, it's, you, it's closer than a marriage, right? It's closer than any relationship that you're in because you're spending more time here than anywhere else. You're having more difficulties, more challenges every single day than anywhere else. And then you think you add on the, 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 you know, the, on top of that, having employees, right? Well, now, you know, here come the kids, right? And then, and then on top of that, then you want to talk about, you know, expanding into different states. Well, now we're traveling together, right? I mean, it's, it's, well, the, the, the way I see it, and kind of what Pat was kind of leaning in on is that, you know, starting a business is the emotional roller coaster in itself. I mean, the true. ups so and true. downs, yeah, the ups and downs that we experience, the big losses that we have taken and, and still like, like there's so many people that go out there, they get, a, they find a co-founder, they have a couple wins under their belt and then all of a sudden they just take a gut punch. And then and it falls apart. And then if, and it's, I know there, there's co-founder, founders of companies need to have a ton of grit without question. Yeah. But it's like, that is when your true character is showed is when you've been kicking the balls 10 times and you're still moving forward and you're not giving up. And I've literally seen Patrick a hundred times just be absolutely pushed. All I do is get annihilated. I just and, get and, and pushed but, up again. Yeah. But it's like, those are the people that you want to, right. you know, hitch up to in the sense of like, when times get tough, he is not going to flake out and he's not going to leave just as much as I'm not going to do that it's, too. It's similar as this. It's like character is seen in the dark, right? When, when a person is at their lowest and at their darkest, right? Like that's when character is seen. Not when people are up, you know, on their pedestal, on their podium. Right. That it's it, not when it's all unicorns and rainbows and stuff. Right. Man. Like that's just anybody can be great when it's unicorns and rainbows. Which is we love those times. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta <laughs> celebrate those too. But it's again, you know, it's not sunshine and rainbows. It's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of ups and downs and being able to to push through that. But not only just for those co-founders to surround yourself with a team that operates the same way. And right. that I can tell you without question, the team here, I say this to every you know buddy that we interview is like, you come to work, it's like coming into Thanksgiving dinner. We are wow. a bunch of strangers who have become family, who have dynamic personalities that all beat to the same drum and we lean on each other like yeah. family. And, and, and that's, what, that's what creates a great company. A great company is nothing but a great idea forged by great people. And that's it. It's really that simple. It's up to them to make that idea reality. And that's something that we're huge on as culture. Like, like I, we could have an entire podcast, but um, for sure, culture is really important, really super important. I think it's the glue. That's the heartbeat. Yeah, and it's the water you swim in. It's like every analogy on connective tissue or whatever. It's it's just really important. It is really important. So, 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 would that be the advice you'd give to like the next generation of entrepreneurs? You know, find co-founders that you know that not only complement your skill set but also are good people that you kind of can, you know, mesh with and work with, or would there be some other advice that you'd give them? So it's funny. I mean, when, when you asked that question, the first thing I came up with was, was co-founder. It's funny that we kind of ended the conversation that way. Um, I had actually had two, two things that I tell people and it's, and it's the second one is just revolved around grit. Um, I know I kind of hit on that earlier, um, but it's starting a business and starting a company or starting any endeavor is like one of the most challenging things you could do. You have everything going against you. You have competition out there who is 20 years ahead of you. 
and you have everybody telling you not to do it. Um, and <laughs> yep. it, it, I, I, I take this personally. I had a, I have a fam, I have, I have a family, you know, I have a couple kids and I, I couldn't, I literally took a risk. I left an incredible career where I was incredibly successful to start a business where I made no money and all the money that was coming in was going to other people. And a lot of people go, you are crazy. Why do that? Yeah. And, and on top of, on top of that, you have all of these other people trying to squash what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And so I will tell people this, like, if you believe and you have, you know, real, if you have an idea that you have, it's burning in you, don't get discouraged by the losses and don't get discouraged on the, on the speed bumps. Like that is part of the journey. Mm -hmm. Like embrace the journey, embrace the losses. They're not losses. They're learning experiences and you move forward. Mm -hmm. And, and to add on to that, I think, you know, by far, I, I know we've hit on this repeatedly, but the most important is surround yourself with the people you want to do it with and who believe in the dream that you have and that that push you and make you a better person the second of those is is along the lines of grit but very directly is like just act people get just do it people <laughs> literally just not like just do it right like people get stuck in ideation paralysis and they stay there for the rest of their life analysis paralysis i yeah. had this idea look at that look what they did or oh if only i had this it's like no 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 just go, just do it, learn, and you'll figure it out. And if you have great people to do it with, you're going to do it 10 times faster. Yeah. It, it is action is, is the most important thing that you can have. And you just got to repeatedly act and learn and ship and iterate on top of that. Yeah. And, and, and one last thing, this, I think this is the funniest, the funniest thing I've, I've, I've heard in a long time. I was, I was meeting with uh, a CEO, a billion dollar company or unicorn now. And it was funny, you know, we all have this perception that these companies have it all figured out. And this is the CEO of a billion dollar company. And he goes, George, we're still figuring it out, man. <laughs> everybody, everybody is always figuring it you out. Don't oh, have, yeah. to have everything together. You don't have to be, have it all figured out. Just, just go do learn along the way and worry about the tiny stuff later. Yeah, no, that's a great place to end. George, Patrick, what can I say? I love what you guys are doing. I wish you all the success in the world. It's just so important that people, it, man. Yeah, you know, this is, I mean, research. thank you again for inviting us. Uh, I mean, and sharing, uh, you know, about your story as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Not a problem. Of course. I talk about Jane all the time and I also talk about grief and how it's affected my life and how, you know, to me, every day is precious now. Right. And yep, so and it's, and it's an important thing that people realize that, you know, like you said, there's going to be, you know, challenges, struggles, failures, learning, zigzags, people calling you crazy, the whole thing. But what I want everyone to realize is when you listen to George and Patrick and you hear it in their voice, the why in their heart, just listen to the tone of it. They're unstoppable. No one's going to get in their way. No one. Like, I don't care what massive big company, right? You're going to crush them all. And that's the power of being at a startup and being an entrepreneur. That's right. Man, what, what a pump up. To <laughs> 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 that's right. 
Well, we're here to educate and inspire. Okay. That was the inspire part. Hey, we need some business yeah. calls after this. Man. <laughs> I am more than happy. Well, I mean, I, I do storytelling for a living, as everyone knows, right? More than happy to help with that because what you got, I, again, like I've been through this. I saw what it did to Jane. I saw what it does to people. Having someone in your corner who's been on the journey that can be your mentor. I mean, we do this with Founders Network. You know, I'm part of Founders Network. It's peer mentoring for, for tech entrepreneurs. Someone to just say, I feel your pain, man. How can I help? Yeah, that's exactly right. You're invis- invincible that way. No one can touch you because it's all in here. Like, none of that else matters. It's like, I have it here. And you guys, again, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. Good luck. And please stay safe. <laughs> well. Right well, thank you again, thank for, you again. For, for the inviting us on the show. Thank you guys so much. Patrick and George, I mean, you guys are doing awesome work. As everyone knows, was a caregiver for a long time, and it's always great to have mentors that you can talk to. And I know you guys aren't doing that yet, but I'm sure it's in the works. So thanks for being on the show. Now, as promised, here are some actionable insights that I learned from my interview with Patrick and George. If you are committed to your idea, ignore the naysayers. Everyone's going to tell you, you can't do it. Tune those voices out. Now, caveat here. (laughs) Sometimes you may have a bad idea and it's just a bad idea, but there's going to be a lot of people that are going to look at what you're doing and they're going to say you're not going to do it. And the reason they're going to say that is because they're jealous of you. It sounds a little strange, but a lot of people want the freedom that entrepreneurship gives them, but they don't want to do the work. So Take their advice, but with a little bit of caveat, make sure you have a good idea. Surround yourself with people who also believe in your dream and will push you to do better. Remember, iron sharpens iron. The better people you're around, the better you will get. So try to get smarter people than you, better people for something that you don't have, and then, of course, mentor and coach each other. So remember, iron always sharpens iron. It's good to be around high-performing people if you can. The most important thing to remember is take action. Mistakes are inevitable, but you'll learn from your mistakes and eventually you will get there. So yeah, this just do it thing is like, sounds silly, sounds like a cliche, but uh, the more you do, the better you get. It kind of like practice. Like if you're a sports person, you're going to know that the more you practice, the better you get. Sometimes your practice isn't going to go very well. You're going to be frustrated but you're always getting better. So there you have it. Some actionable insights that I learned from Patrick and George. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did creating it. My hope is that you learned something that can make you a little bit better. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do share it with friends and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also join my email list, by visiting theentrepreneurethos.com to get my thoughts on what I'm doing to get better, as well as what I'm working on. You can also pick up my book, The Entrepreneur Ethos, if you want to learn the traits, values, and beliefs that I think we need to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient entrepreneur, and frankly, world community. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at The Daily MBA, and let me know if you have any questions or recommendations for a guest you'd like me to talk to. 
Also, drop me a note if you try anything we talked about on this or any other episode. I'd love to hear what's working for you. Until next time, keep getting better. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.